Welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where science meets comedy. This week, we're going to be exploring the fascinating world of insects, from creepy coolies to flying wonders. Insects have always been a source of fascination, but also some fear. Uh, I've completely botched this <laughs> intro, but you better buckle up, because we're about to dive into everything science and insects. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at InformationEntryPod, Instagram, InformationEntryPod. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and now the new biggest one that I get to mention, Stitcher. Apparently there's a good Woo-hoo. 40% of people that listen to us on Stitcher, so thanks for that. Shout if you can Stitcher give people. us the ratings, yeah, shout out. Uh, if you can give us the ratings, please do. It helps us get shown to more people. If you don't like us, give us one rating, then give us some critical feedback. Don't just, you know, leave one star and be like nothing because then we can't get better and we can't you know solve those issues that you had yeah peer review this podcast yeah that's what we want a good peer review my name is Richard Gang and I'm joined as per usual by Tom Jenks how are you doing Tom awfully awfully tired this morning apparently (laughs) that's fair I mean you know your intro a couple of weeks ago was so perfectly spot on you just kind of had to uh, balance it out symbolic it's right. It's, it's, it's um, fine. It's fine. We'll go from here. We'll go from. Well, well, we may, we may, we may go from here. <laughs> we'll, we'll take. We'll it. just keep this rolling. Yeah, we'll just plateau uh, at some point. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I um. Yeah. Same old. I realised I t- <laughs> took my coffee into uni so that I can have uni coffee, but I didn't buy an extra yeah. pot for home, so now I don't have home coffee. Uh, that's pot? a sad what do you mean, thing. Like a pot. Like. Uh, the thing, the, the coffee. Uh, the, what's it called? Soluble coffee? Fuck knows. You know, you put it in the pot, oh. add hot water. Yeah, um, instant coffee. Yeah, because I'm an, a student, so I can't afford one of those fancy coffee. Oh, uh, granules. You mean the, the coffee granules? Instant yeah. Coffee granules. So I've taken oh. that into uni, so I can actually focus at uni, uh, which means okay. I don't have coffee at home you know anymore. That decanting exists. You know, yeah. And were I more sensible and I didn't just look at a thing and go, oh, this is the coffee pot. Do you know what I mean? Like in my head, like that's where coffee belongs. I just take the whole thing and left it there. <laughs> um, I think that's just, that's just a me issue and how my brain categorizes things like coffee pot, nothing <laughs> yeah, else. This is where the coffee must live in and yeah, exactly. nowhere else must the coffee go. <laughs> no. Um, oh, well, yeah. How about you? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing good. It's, it's been a bit of a, a cascade of busyness, as, oh, yeah. uh, as I like to call it, which I'm, I don't enjoy cascades of busyness. I like, I like having like busyness broken up by like a quiet day or two. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, it all started on Sunday with me attending my first ever Magic the Gathering draft release. Oh yeah. How'd that go? was... was was a lot of fun. It was good. It was good. A lot of like socially awkward people in one room, which I found really enjoyable because everybody's really awkward. Apart from and like, did that make it more that awkward, or was that just like everyone kind of accepts that's the case, and then it becomes? I think less everybody awkward. everybody accepts that's the case, and becomes less awkward because everyone oh, knows great. that it's, it's awkward. Yeah, there's 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 some semblance of like self awareness of the awkwardness. Yeah, um, and for for a lot of it anyway, you don't speak. Or it's, it's, it's not faux pas, but people generally don't. Uh, I was like an excitable kid, so I was speaking a lot. <laughs> Being like, oh, that, that's, oh that's, that's an awesome card. What does that do? 
Oh, no, wow, that's really powerful. And um, I was really annoying. Uh, I'm, I'm sure nah, I'm annoying to a lot, I'm a lot sure of people. You weren't. But um, no, it's good. Put that on yourself. It's... So for the, for those that don't know what like a Magic the Gathering draft is, uh, you essentially get given a box of like six booster packs, and they've got like twelve cards in per pack. Uh, and then you make a deck with those cards at the event, and then you like battle <clears throat> the other people at the event who are doing the same thing. So uh, it's, if it's you're a bit still confused, from... imagine Pokemon on roids. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's, it's like Pokemon, <laughs> but so complex that there's like ah, oh, there's there's like a 500 page document about the different rules and different layers. It's it's a, yeah. it's a thing, um, but essentially, it moves the skill away from just like being able to purchase the really good cards to be able to what can you make on the day with a bit of luck because what you what you draw oh um, for sure i drew some good i drew some good cards Got like oh a nice 140 pound one 125 quid one 130 quid one kind of paid for the day which is quite nice oh, that's um, good yeah and then uh that slid into harry potter world tasty did you take the event there or <laughs> no, no that was, this is like the next cascade, cascade down. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, Harry Potter World, which was magical. Ha <laughs> ha! So many. I made the joke so many times. Um, it's actually really good. Uh, I've been once. Um, yeah. Must have been a good four or five years ago. Okay. Maybe more. Yeah. Uh, I think I was still at uni. Um, either way, I was really ill and I threw up on the Hogwarts <laughs> Express. Yes. Yes, I knew that was the right story. I told I told Grace that story because I was like, I'm pretty sure Tom told me a story where he threw up here. Yeah, I threw up and I don't know what it was. I think we'd had some really cheap breakfast in the morning and I threw up, but it was kind of like, yeah, there was a lot of running from the train, trying to find the nearest bathroom, holding it in, that not going well, finding a bin instead. Yeah, it was a, that was a whole ordeal. So I'm going to need to go back, not ill, and yeah. enjoy it more. Yeah. Well, the, the, he was if you were by the Hogwarts Express, you were quite close to a toilet. Yeah, but you know, like when you so, don't pay attention to toilets because you don't need to, and then suddenly you really uh, need I one, am, and then it's just I blind am, panic. No, nah, see, I'm I'm of the like. Uh, stress. Know your exits. Irritable, <laughs> irritable bowels. Uh, devotion so oh, I, I before going in i knew exactly where all the toilets were for every single part of the, <laughs> the thing and how long it would take wow that's actually impressive um yeah i've never done that in my entire life it's just more being you know oh, i need the toilet i'll just keep walking forwards until i find one no i'm I like i like to know where where my my exes are that's fine um i think that's that's commendable yeah i've just done it i've always always done it yeah. It's always where I plan in. I'm looking at them up. I'm like, okay, say that there. And then, you know, my visual memory, I'll, I, that, that's it in my brain then. Well, well that's <laughs> true, to, to be fair, yeah. I, I don't really need to remember. I'm just like, oh, yeah, if you just go here, turn left, turn right, the toilet. Um, but yeah, and then, well, then that was that was just a lot of driving. I mean, before, the, before the show, we were talking about that. It's like four and a half hours driving from where we are up to Watford and then back again the next day and then a day off. And then a new bed arrived. So it's just a lot of busyness. I don't know. It doesn't so seem much like going much, on right now. It's, it's it's a lot of like not good rest. That's the thing that I like. <laughs> I like just like well, a good, a good with night's the new sleep. Bed, it should be good rest. Well, for the new when you get a new bed, it's like what seven five five to seven days for your body to adjust. Uh no, yeah, I don't have this say. issue. 
I can just sleep anywhere. I think that's yeah, my use of superpower. Yeah, full. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I think it's also a new thing that you're sleeping on, a new environment. So like, if you go away the first five to seven days for a normal, I'm not talking about you, Tom, but for, for regular people, <laughs> um, to feel safe in the environment enough to run, sleep properly. That makes sense. It takes like five yeah, to seven yeah. days. Yeah, Otherwise, you're, you're on edge. My current peak student uh, sleeping situation is we moved into this house and one of the rooms has a double bed in and one of them is technically a double room. Right, and it's okay. just two single beds pushed together. Uh, yeah. So I've got a gap between my mattresses. That's See, that's very, like, uh, Nordic. In, like, I think in Denmark, when we stayed there, it's like a couple of the hotels and stuff. It's just, like, you always have, like, two singles pushed together. Okay. Um, so that's a fun experience. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to get a mattress topper to, like, cover yeah. that hole. But like, the thing is, it's much wider than a double. Okay. So, like, no I, sheets I guess. fit it because it's two singles. Is it, like, king size? It may be slightly bigger. I don't know. Um, I've not measured. Uh, emperor? I think that's the size up, isn't it? I don't know. Where, where does queen size fit into all this? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, like, queen, then king. Oh, that would make sense. I, get, I, I always sense. get it the wrong way around. I, 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 like, Grace will shatter me from the other room to be like, it's the <laughs> other way around again. <laughs> <laughs> 122 centimeters in width, 190 in length is a queen size. Yeah. So does that go up with a king? A king is 150 wide and 200 long. So king is bigger. Yeah, okay. When it comes to beds. And then there's an emperor. And then there's a, is it a Texas thingy bed? I mean. It was on that Rihanna song? I don't know. Yeah, is that just like the circle grand. one that spins around? Oh, okay. No, no, it's the one that's like <laughs> four meters wide and Damn, can sleep like a bit too much. Eight people for when you you know you have oh, eight yeah. people over. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Right, let's let's get this back on track. To right, insects. yeah, insects. Um, insects. So, oh, we got news first. Oh yeah, news. Go for to, it. Should we? Well, we've we've killed ten ten minutes. What should I? I'll quickly go for some news. I thought yeah, it was quite interesting. Yeah, we always need some news. Um, physicists have now stored uh, data in quantum holograms uh, made using twisted lights. So, like, we're at Star Wars now, or...? <laughs> so, particles of twisted lights have been entangled using quantum mechanics to offer a new approach to storing and securing data at a very high level. Which I is I I was like oh, pretty cool, pretty pretty cool. But generally, like the holograms that you get on like credit cards and stuff like that. Yes, that they're, they're like patterns that are like if you if you look at a credit or debit card, if you like shine it in the light, you'll see a specific like uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's the two overlapping things to be like this is a debit card. Essentially, you can do that, um, but like you entangle the photons instead. And there's the, uh, they I'm not like a new seeing it from my card, but uh, you know, I want, there should be one. I don't think so. Either on the back or the front. There's like a bird hologram thing, but yeah. On the like notes, though, you do get that. That's yes, well, that's a better way of doing it. Saying it on most on most notes. Um, so if you entangle photons, it, like it travels like in a corkscrew path, 
uh, and it has resulted in holograms that offer the possibility of dense and ultra ultra secure data encryption. I, I put that like in a quotation marks as I never trust anything. And it was just about ultra secure data encryption um, because you have to, to decrypt it. You have to know the spin rate oh. of the photons, I think, because otherwise the, Is you that don't something know how you to can change? Un unentangle them. Yeah. But you, you okay. said the, in the entanglement using mm. quantum technology, this is all very like quotations. It, it's also coming, this, this research paper came out of the, um, uh, the Beijing Institute of Technology and they rarely give up information like in okay. a clear state. So, so they're probably uh, 10 years down the line on this technology yeah, or, anyway. Or they're just full lying. It's, it's, like, it's either <laughs> or. They're either, they're, they're either like really in the future or they're just like full lying. Like the, the, the computational one that could do the algorithms that apparently they've got one that's better than anything the West has, but they don't want to publish any data on it. It's just like, okay, give us your bills and your receipts or we're not going to believe you. Um, yeah, so, that's yeah. fair. It's been interesting though, because we, we often spoke about um, the kind of the next technological barrier. Okay, things are going to get better, but data storage yeah, is such an issue that no one really thinks space. about. Like you can only buy so many external hard drives. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can. That's true. But I mean, uh, if we can use literal like... light, which I don't want to say is infinite, but for the you know, for now, I mean. In our universe, technically, is pretty much infinite um, yeah. for the scale the that we issue, need it on. Yeah. Right, uh, that's that's a pretty good resource. The only issue I'd say is it's not the light; it's what you encode it onto. I see, but, but considering that is one of the resources, that's not going to be a limiting resource, I guess. I don't know. It depends if it's like a really specific material that you have to put it onto. Maybe uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So currently, it's like it takes ages to decrypt it, though. Um, but with the new technology, it will, they'll speed it up and, you know, they'll approach the high speed data transmissions. Cool. Um, Wicked stuff. The, yeah. The idea is because it's a photon, it's really small, but you can have like twisting spirals in on each other. So you could have like a very large amount of data in a very small area. Okay. Kind of wrapped up so like a capsule. Yeah. Yeah, if you imagine like, like a, a light package, with like loads, loads of like small, yeah, tangling lights. Yeah, interesting. All very interesting stuff. Man, that's that's my yeah. news of the week. That sounds wicked. Well, thanks for that nugget of knowledge. Nugget of knowledge. <laughs> I think we're changing the name of the news now to Nuggets of Knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Twitter. Okay. Let us know what you think. No, um, don't don't talk about Twitter. Oh yeah. No, oh, no. by the way, uh, Instagram. We, I know we talked what? about we talked about um, Hogwarts Legacy. We just have to say, for the record, fuck turfs and fuck J.K. Rowling. Moving on. Um, oh yeah, she a cunt. Um, what's yeah. turfs though? <laughs> uh, I can't remember the actual the, the turfs is like the pe those those women that are like against trans people. I don't know what's, what does turf? It's the name for them. Is it ERF? A person who's yeah, T E R F is an acronym for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminists. Oh fuck those people. Yeah, fuck those people. I'm not swearing this morning, but you know, it's uh, these people deserve people. it. It's not yeah, often like, you whip out the people. word thunder, but some people just deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, I think there may or may not be a beep in there. <laughs> yeah, that may have to be beeped um, Okay, but yeah, uh, which is even, even funnier. Uh, do you know what? I, there's in this this argument. There's a lot of people on Twitter that are having a go at people that have like either gone to Hogwarts Studio or buying the new Hogwarts game, the Hogwarts Legacy, uh, which is, yeah. I find absolutely ridiculous because they're using Twitter, which is a platform uh, made and bought by another billionaire who is been so outspoken about hating on trans uh, individuals that it's just like pick your battles. Like if you're gonna yeah. be against billionaires who are hating on trans people then don't use Twitter, don't do anything, don't use TikTok because it's, you know, a Chinese company. The Chinese like government notoriously hates on trans people. Like, just pick pick a lane and stay in it. Don't be so hypocritical about things. Yeah, like, I mean, I completely thing. understand, like, not wanting to support uh, this author, right? Yeah. Because she is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So I completely get that argument, but I think, like, she's had no input in the making of said game. Some people have been waiting 10, 20 years for this to come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're going to take that away from them and call them transphobic for just wanting to play a game that has prominent trans characters in it. Okay, this author is going to get some royalties. Yeah, that's, that's that, that sucks. There are other ways to offset it, maybe. Um, you know, Pirate. Just, you know, pirate what I'm doing? It, get your pirate, pirate flag out. If you pirate the game, she doesn't get any money. So, sort of, um, sort of. you know, if you know you're like a trans ally anyway, then I think you can completely understand their cause. But is purchasing a game make you transphobic? I, I don't think so. No, like I'm not gonna suddenly buy Hogwarts Legacy and then go start like punching trans people like that's so rid- such a Fucking ridiculous hell. notion like it's yeah. so ridiculous it's just slightly slightly far maybe like I completely understand not wanting to support a person but when they're so far removed from the project at this point which they've you know practically have been for many many years um at the the world the tour the studio tour uh before you go in there's like a big opening area that's like ah oh, yeah everybody <laughs> she, it's, it's like they do like a massive screen and they, they say like oh they got this to look forward to and this to look forward to and this to look forward to and this to look forward to um uh <laughs> and at the end jk rowling comes on and so like oh everybody's welcome to harry potter world and i was like i really fancy shouting out unless you're trans then get <laughs> Because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like they have to use her to do the intros and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Disgust. Just start booing at that point. I I nearly did. And I, I like I when she came on, I was like, do I boo? Will I get kicked out? <laughs> was it actually her, or was it just like a? I presume what, not. Right. In person. No. No. Yeah. It's, it's oh, just so like a video of, of her. Yeah. No. It's not ready. That can be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> but I know like Harry Potter is such a refugee for many, many people. And I'm sure yes. some people identify on as trans who enjoy Harry Potter. And it's like, can you are they not allowed to enjoy it then? Like, you know what I mean? No, like are they yeah. a transphobic trans person? Mm-hmm. Are some arguments I've seen trans people making like about this situation? Um so yeah, it's a shame. 
Yeah, but that's so the world. Anyway, do you want some insects facts? Um, welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we discuss science, um, yes. as well as anything that we find along the way that we tangent <laughs> about. So if you've made it through that, thank you. Welcome. Hello. Um, yep. Um, so Did insects you know? this week. Yeah. What's that, Tom? That, I was going to say insects this week. Insects this week. Did you know that fruit flies were the first living creatures that went to space? Really? Yeah, fruit flies. Are you, are you sure, like, a tardigrade didn't just accidentally make its way up there at some point? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe at some point. We just don't know. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, did you know... Are uh, you, you've actually got some as well? I've got some facts. I did some facts. Wow. I know. The world <laughs> is changing. Um, so I'm going to start with a, a fact that is about spiders, which are not insects. But it blew my mind that I only saw it this morning. Um, oh, second kind of slight tangent about university exams. So I did a foundation year in marine biology. And the first year exams were multiple choice. And oh, uh, <laughs> one of my questions was how many legs does a spider have? And it was like three, four, six, eight. And then you're like, well, okay, it's not three. It's definitely not four. And because it's such a simple question. You start to doubt yourself. Like, why are they asking me this in an exam? Yeah. Um, anyway, it's eight. Obviously, Insects obviously, have oh. six. <laughs> yeah. um, but what I saw earlier, if you, if you hate uh, spiders and tarantulas in particular, is that tarantulas can walk on water? Yeah, I guess so. Because and I'm going to send you a video the, of this, the, and I'll the, put this on the, 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 the socials. Follicles? Causes it to like the buoyancy to be displaced. Yeah, so it, so it doesn't break the water. Exactly. Where the legs touch the water, the hair kind of traps air underneath them, and they can just like skate across water. It's pretty slow, yeah. so they they ain't going to be chasing you down. But basically, when you're swimming, the chance <laughs> of being attacked by a tarantula is never zero. Yeah, especially those. Uh, you can also get the snakes. Oh yeah, they, they they'll just kill you. Yeah, they'll straight up. They'll straight up just murder you. Yeah. Um, sea snakes. <laughs> so uh, very venomous as well, I think. Sea snakes. Yeah. What else? How else are they going to take down a shark? Oh, um, that's true. Yeah, the classic shark v snake coral battle. We'll get we'll get into this in a second because I got a question about spiders and that that group about okay. insects. Um. Second one. Um. <clears throat> dung beetle can drag 100 no it's like 1141 times its weight it's like a human pulling six double-decker buses pretty impressive isn't it considering it's just a massive pile of poo yeah it's a lot of shit <laughs> it's literally a ball of shit um <laughs> <laughs> so researchers believe uh, this uh, was interesting. Uh, well, it's it's a bit dubious, as we find biology always is. But uh, yeah. the shortest lifespan for an adult stage, because insects go through various stages of their life cycle, um, is the adult mayfly, Dolania uh-huh. americana. Um, even though it spends several or a year or more living at the bottom of a stream in its aquatic nymph form, when it emerges as a flying adult, it lives for less than five minutes. 
Five so that's going to be a pretty tragic uh, uh, life cycle there. Get it done quick. Uh, this is for mating purposes, of course. Um, just, yeah, I guess, sex your way to death if you're a mayfly. On the opposite end of the spectrum, um, a queen ant of the genus Lassius niger has the longest recorded adult life of any insect at guess how long? Uh, 200 years. Um, no, 28 years and nine months. I was close. close. You are close? That's yeah. almost as old as I am. <laughs> nice. Which is tragic for me, but quite impressive <laughs> for an ant. It is. It's very impressive for an ant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I found another one, uh, which was quite nice about the UK. Do you know that the UK has 36 different species of dragonfly? Does it? They're yeah, weird things, they are. They are magical things. Yeah. Take it, I don't know why they just creep me out a little bit. Uh, they just zip around really quickly, don't they? They're like really beautiful as tiny things. And then once you actually see what they look like, they're pretty savage. Yeah. Cool beasties. <laughs> cool beasties. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so... Insects. Yeah. Um, Going back I've, to I, what you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, what are, we're going to talk about what are insects. You yes. said spiders aren't insects. No, they're not. But. Okay, okay. They're arachnids. Okay. But they're. So, insects are a type of arthropod. Yes. But then spiders, the scorpions, and yeah. crustaceans are also arthropods. Yes. But they're different. Yeah. So, you know, when we did a, an episode a few weeks ago about our fish reel, and it was basically. <laughs> no. The, the term fish is a really bad yes. term because they're such yeah. a broad thing. Insects uh -huh. yeah. and arthropods are fairly similar when it okay. comes to that. All um, right. Okay. But it's slightly better because the lineage, if you look at it taxonomically, trace it back through time, is a lot more linear than with fish. Okay. So. You have your arthropods, which splits into like your arachnids, scorpions, crustaceans, and then they go down their separate lines from there. But they, they do come back. And then you've got insects a lot along there somewhere as well, like further back. They split off a lot earlier. Gotta love a good insect. Gotta love a good insect. Um, I was struggling for what to pick this week. Um, so I asked okay. my housemate Katie, and she was like, insects. I was like, okay, we'll do insects. And then I told her today, she was like, oh, I don't ever remember suggesting that. So... <laughs> This is a needed shout out to someone who obviously doesn't deserve it. But uh, <laughs> here we are. Insects. <laughs> um, so what are they? So what arthropods. They? Do you know what an arthropod what is, are... mate? Mate, I... You know what? Is it uh, something with six legs? Um, no, it's not. No, it's, it's just any invertebrate yeah. within the phylum arthropods. And this phylum, so if you go species, then you go genus, then you go family, yeah. and then above yeah. that, you've got phylum. So it includes basically all insects, spiders, and crustaceans. And it's basically animals that have an exoskeleton and segmented body parts. And normally, if they've got a leg on one side, they've got one on the other side. Like, you know, they've got paired legs. Yeah. Um, so it also includes like your millipedes and your centipedes. 
um, all the way to, is there any two-legged insects? I don't think so. No, there were six. 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 There we go. I didn't fail my foundation year exam. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Thankfully. Right. So, insect. Any type of arthropod. Yeah. Characterized by a segmented body, a pair of jointed legs, and a hard exoskeleton. Uh, insects are one of the most diverse and successful groups of animals on the planet with over a million known species and they are on every single continent except Antarctica. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, there are lots of arthropods there. I mean, tons of shrimp, uh, krill, crustaceans, but uh, no insects. You can think of like crustaceans as like insects of the sea. Right. But like crabs and lobsters just got really big. Um, The body of an insect is divided into three main parts, the head, the thorax, and the abdomen. So if you think about an ant, those parts are really clearly defined. It's got the back bit, which like is a lot bigger, which is the um, thorax. You've got the abdomen in the middle where most of the the legs come out, and then you've got Mm -hmm. the head at the other end. Head contains brain, eyes, antennae, and mouth parts. The thorax is where wings and legs are attached. And while the abdomen contains the digestive and reproductive organs. Um, insects have hard exoskeleton made of a substance called chitin. Chitin? Chitin? Yeah. Depends chitin. where you come from in the world as to how that's pronounced, I think. Um, which protects, uh, provides protection and support for the body. And the interesting thing about this is obviously once the exoskeleton is made, it can't get bigger. Right, Okay. So if the animal grows, they basically grow up inside the shell until it gets too big and then they have to molt the outer layer off. So I don't know if you've ever seen tarantulas shed their outer skin, crabs shed their exoskeleton. And basically what happens is they go into this like weird state where they shake off their skin or they exit it uh, normally through the back. And then their shell is very soft and it takes like a few hours to harden. Okay. Um, so that's how they just keep growing. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that basically covers insect generally. Insects generally? Yeah. General <laughs> yeah. insects. General insects. I'd say are. so. Um, unless you found anything what do, what different. Oh, yeah, but what do they do, Tom? You know what they, what are? Do, they what do? do they do? What do they do? Yeah, what do they like? I think there's like I found like they three. do a lot. Wow, there's like four main things they do. As creepy as insects are, they are like the most useful thing. Yeah, crucial like, role. Hundred percent. So, one of the most important things, is obviously, pollination. If we're thinking very yeah. selfishly, Pollinators. insects pollinate a lot of our mm-hmm. crops. They do. As well as other things. So they would carry on that role anyway. But if we're thinking from a a selfish point of view, uh, pollination is a fantastic thing. Yeah. Decomposers? Yes. Uh, Decomposing. That is another thing that (coughs) crucial role. Is is a crucial role. Um, So that's when, like, all the trees, all the leaves fall off the trees. And, you know, slowly over time, they get turned into mud. That's through insects and bacteria and fungi and things like that which recycles the nutrients back into the soil. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, we just drown in leaves. Um, uh, I'm struggling to think of anything else. Uh, predators. It's another important thing. They oh, kill, yeah. They kill off. Uh, so, like, is it 
wasps eat midges or something. I can't remember what the wasps specifically one they they eat. But are you trying to say wasps are useful right now? I, I don't believe no, you. I've... They're just bastards. They, they are. <laughs> they are just the worst kind of things. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they do do something. I can't remember what they do. There is something they 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 carry out that makes them not completely useless and horrible. I think it probably is predation. Like, yeah, it has to be. It has to be because they could just like sting things and just you know not die like bees. Uh, they also help maintain the balance of life on our planet. They provide yeah. food for spe- other species such as birds, reptiles, mammals. Um, yeah, their population sadly is also on the decline. If you didn't know, it doesn't surprise me. Unfortunately, yeah, habit loss, pesticides, and environmental factors like global warming is is causing them to die off. Which I mean. Yeah, you know, with the temperature changes, that's often where you'll see animals like migrate to a new like zone. Um yeah. which is fine if you're a bird or a larger mammal that, you know, has the ability to cover large distances. But if you're an insect, you just kind of you know, you've got a mile radius for your entire life, maybe. <laughs> uh some yeah. of them, unless you're a flying one, obviously, but uh yeah. Like a woodlouse, that ain't moving very far. Ah, uh, um, little woodlouse. That would last. Uh, I have a question for you. Obviously, I know in, I think, Southeast Asia and other Asian countries, insects are a large, maybe not a large, but, you know, a fair proportion of the protein intake of humans. Yeah. Have you ever had insects? Have you ever um, eaten insects? Would you, if they started to become bigger here? Is that like a thing what? that grosses you out? Or I was would you be to willing say, to try it? I'll, I'll be willing to try it. I'll eat anything. Um, but... I was about to say, I, I back in the day, I had a lollipop without a scorpion in it. But as we've just discussed, scorpions aren't insects; they're a type of they're arthropod. Not. So, moving That's on. Right. I, I spoke about spiders earlier, so you know, they can be honorary insects for this episode. Yeah. Good. Good. Because um, obviously, insect farms have been thought of as a slightly more sustainable method of protein production compared to large-scale mammal farms right yeah um, amount of water is is, is massively yeah isn't it? water the production of like methane you know i don't think insects are producing that much methane compared to cows yeah uh, so i'd definitely Cow. give it a go what are they, what are they doing cows what are they doing beef beef takes so much water it's like, ridiculous geez. isn't it absolutely yeah. ridiculous crazy stuff um okay. what topics have you got then um, leading on to the, the population decline, I actually had a look at what happened if they disappeared. Oh, scary. All right. Yeah. So, as we've just thought, the consequences would be very severe and far-reaching. Um, it, and it probably would cascade through pretty much all of our food chain, which is, again, very egotistical that we're talking about, you know, human food chains here. But I guess also, not just human, but just animal food chains across the board as well would be affected. Oh, 100%. Because it also, if they... Like, you, you know, you've got lots of insectivores, like your hedgehogs, anteaters, things, things like that. Herbs. 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 Burbs as well. Herbs. Yeah, burbs. They're not real, burbs. but I, they need uh, to eat insects to power them. <laughs> burbs aren't mechanisms. real. They can't hurt you, the bird in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Just packing it your head. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's just a really weird meme reference. So shout out if anyone gets that. Um, but also because they're they're such like important pollinators, that would go that would influence then the herbivores, right? In any given ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry, I was just going off on one there. Carry on. That's right. <laughs> so immediate effect would be loss of pollinators. So food crops vegetables nuts they all rely on insects for pollination so without those pollinators the the product productivity of those crops would decline potentially leading to food shortages increased prices you know that's happening anyway artificial inflation let's not get on to economic discussions. A second um, recession uh, <laughs> I, I think we're on like our sixth um by the way if everyone didn't know isn't paying attention to the news shell made its most profitable year this year uh uh, out of the last 100 and something like 16 years 115 i thought it was yeah 115 years and shell has had its most profitable year so i just have a look at like you know crisis going on and there's just one company that's profiting off of everything so you know eat the rich burn the, burn the mega corporations eat the um, rich <clears throat> but the second one is i oh, mentioned is decomposition and they they play a very important role in decomposition so breaking down dead planet uh, planets uh, dead planets soon <laughs> dead plants uh, and animal matter into simpler compounds that can be recycled back into the ecosystem so without that dead matter would just accumulate i think i think i've seen um either it was a show or a story that i read and it was just like yeah the insects are gone and then like just things and bodies and dead stuff just keeps piling up and not being decomposed yeah at all and it was like that's an interesting thought because so i don't think it would be at all because we know bacteria and fungi are very good decomposers or at least recyclers of nutrients yeah. but it would be so much slower because like uh mag- maggots I, i'm not sure if like maggots, maggots insects i don't know i'm so i'm um, so lost well, they're, so the, down the hole. they're the larvae stage of flies so does that Which make are me- insects. Okay, so the flies so, are yes. insects. So larvae are just, yeah, okay, yeah. So the maggots just dis- disappeared. Maggots are weird, mate. <laughs> it's weird that they, it's yeah, they, weird that they know, like, dead cells, and they know living cells. And if you put, like, because one of the things, if, if you have, like, necrosis, which is if your, like, cells have died in a certain area, to... to to get all the dead cells out of you, the best way to do it is put it in like a bucket of maggots and they'll eat all the dead cells and they'll just leave all the healthy ones. I yeah, and I weird. wonder, is that because they have an ability to tell or is that they just can't eat living cells because but dead cells are Ooh. weak enough for them to eat? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, that's um, what you're saying. I genuinely don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, so quickly on that, uh, the very generic insect life cycle is obviously an adult will lay eggs. The eggs will turn into the larvae or larva, and that could have multiple stages. Uh, so for the for the fly, that is the that's the maggot stage. Yeah. Then the maggots turn in go into like a pupa stage, where they metamorphosize into the fly. Think about caterpillar, eggs, caterpillar, cocoon, butterfly, eggs, caterpillar, cocoon, butterfly. It's, yeah, essentially it's that. 
But each one of those stages, apart from the egg stage, could have multiple stages within it, depending on the specific species you're looking at. Mm. Yes. Sorry, carry on. No, it's interesting stuff about the... Is that... It's fine. Um, it was just to help you with uh, what is a maggot and yeah. where, where they where they end up on the on the life cycle stage of things. Do you know what I was going to ask? We could talk about parasites because I always find those really interesting. But I think yes. we, have we done that recently? No, we haven't. We could talk about parasites next. We can move on. Yeah, parasites is good. Parasites. Because I was talking about the butterfly because that, that has the when you said larvae. And, and when it mentions larvae, I'm like, oh, the butterfly. Butterflies are interesting. Um, but we'll, talk, we'll talk about that a bit. Also... Because the the Last of Us the show TV show currently on the TVs HBO Max or you know I'm a pirate. Um, <laughs> if you don't want these, <laughs> is all about uh, parasites. It is and is really it, good. Cause... I've heard great things about that. I haven't watched oh, it yet. It's so it's so good. Grace and uh, I I've it. never played the games. No, I I have watched playthroughs, but I've never. But I've, so yeah, I've watched on the PlayStation and I've never played them myself no but they're on um, pc now i think they are so it's on my it's on my playlist to play yeah uh but then it's really really good but that like the zombies are uh what they're called they, like they the fungal they, parasite the clickers yeah um what's the name of them they, they actually like oh, i don't know it's called um cordyceps is okay. the, the brain infection. Which of, is the, like, the specifically fungal. in the game or just in like real life as well? Oh, in real life. It's, it's oh, one that right. takes over okay. the ants. Oh, right. Oh, it's the same one, is it? Yeah, that's the whole That's the whole thing. That's what the clickers are because they're like, they look like cool set of fungi things. Um, oh, we can do that next week. That'd be cool. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about the zombie, zombie funguses. That's Another very quick tangent about since we're on pop culture very slightly and slightly heading back to the absurdity of that is Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> if you go to like Audible or something, right, yeah. and it's like six quid a month and you get a book, yeah? On Spotify, they've got Harry Potter, The Philosopher's Stone as an audiobook, read by Stephen Fry, absolutely amazing uh, person. Yeah. Guess how much it is? 20 quid 35 quid yeah it's ridiculous you also like, you what can't is buy, that so and I again Spotify they're just so so rubbish with the, the, you can't actually buy it on Spotify you essentially buy a token or something that you have to redeem on the web app and then they unlock it on your account ah that's weird yeah Lord of the Rings £8.50 it's absolutely insane yeah don't know why you would. Don't know why we would. But hey, hey. Oh Harry. wait, hang on. This is weird. Right. It was it was twenty nine ninety and that's been crossed out and now it's thirty one ninety. Like that's not how you sell things, Spotify. You're doing it the wrong way around. <laughs> They've increased the price. Rather than like you know normally when something's on sale they cross out the old price. They've done nice. that but just increased the price. Idiot. Right, sorry. <laughs> As you were. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Moving on. Um, some disappearing uh, food source. We, we talked about that. Lots of uh, insects decline in population in the species. So, burbs, reptiles, amphibians, mammals. That would also have the effect of the food chain, you know, cascade of disaster. Um, and then, pest control is another thing that they help with. 
So that would get absolutely rampant as well. Also, that yeah. has a knock-on effect on pests for crops and plants. So again, the plants are dying here. Like, what they need. Think about the plants. Think um, about. But it's right because, like, okay, you know, you put insecticides on your plants, or at least that was the practice. Uh, it's getting less, I think, and I think farmers are subsidised for not using insecticides, pesticides, things like that. Mm-hmm. So one of the natural ways you can is like introduce other insects or rather than introduce, make the habitat around your field much more conducive to the insect you want around, which will control the bad insects in your field. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's another way to do it. So, yeah, no crops without insects, even the bad ones. Even the bad ones. <laughs> the bad insects. Yeah. That's it. All right. Cool. Uh, one of the things I looked at was um, reproduction methods. Of course you would. Of course, a, a true, true biologist. Nasty um, you are. <laughs> uh, you, you nasty. Um, I just find it interesting. You know, they're so different to us, right? That, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it, I thought it'd be interesting either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, parthenogenesis. We've heard about this before in sharks. Um, there was a shark a couple of years ago in Sardinia that, despite being in a tank full of females for the last 10 years, gave birth. Now, while this is a very, very rare thing in um, higher vertebrates, so mammals, sharks, uh, a lot of fish, it's not as rare in insects in the natural environment and essentially what happens is in the case of the shark is it self-fertilized even though being a female it basically just created a clone of the egg cell right started that Mm -hmm. process by itself Um, they think very stressful environments or lack of mating opportunities over a long period of time may lead to that so um, that's how they think it happened there but in insects, it happens a lot more of the time. So some species of bees, wasps, and ants reproduce this way, creating all-female colonies that are capable of reproducing without males. Which is kind of wild, but yeah. pretty cool. And I wonder if that just kind of happened the first time because of stress, and then it kind of became like an adaptation just to be like, oh, we don't need males let's just clone ourselves <laughs> which is a very like males? good way to go about it right no. um no. who needs them who needs them we'd be better off without them right sexual parasitism some insects oh, such as cuckoo bees. <laughs> yeah right off the tongue that one um engage in sexual parasitism i'll get there one day where yeah. the female will lay her eggs in the nest of other species. So the cuckoo bee larvae will then consume the resources intended for the host species offspring. And, I mean, obviously the cuckoo bee has got its name from the actual cuckoo bird, which does the, the same thing. It lays I was going to say that's why it sounds egg. familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it lays its egg in another nest. And then, because it's bigger than the other ones, the uh, mother that's looking after her eggs plus this extra egg gives mm-hmm. all the food to the bigger one so yeah. the cuckoo survives and the other birds do not um, other forms of sexual parasit- parasitism 
especially in insects. Um, I don't know if you've heard about those wasps that will lay their eggs inside of like caterpillars and things, yeah. and then the eggs hatch and eat their way out. Oh, yeah, mate, you ruin it. You ruin the parasites for next week. Uh, it just uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. We'll move on quickly then. Reproductive mimicry is a form of deceptive uh, behavior in uh, which male insects mimics the appearance or behavior of females of different males? species to attract other males. Um, and essentially, they just form big aggregations that allow them to get mating opportunities by pretending to be the opposite sex. Uh, cuttlefish do this as well. So cut, like you'll have a cuttlefish male come along, pretend to be a female to get close to the females, and um, yeah, not much consent in the cuttlefish world. Mm. Sexual cannibalism. This is a good one. Um, <laughs> this is a behavior in which the female insect consumes the male after or during, no kink shaming here, mating. Oh. Is this the man uh, uh, mantis? Yes, that is one of them. Some spiders do it as well, Um, of course. Not insects, honorary insects. And some species of water bugs (laughs) as well. Um, (laughs) So in some of the cases, uh, it's been observed in several insect groups. In some cases, it has been shown to increase the female's reproductive success. So in some female praying mantises, they've correlated the fact of higher more eggs being produced and higher hatching rates within those females that do consume their mates compared to those that don't. Okay. So even though they're taking a male out of the population, which you'd think would be a bad thing if you're if you are the force that is evolution and have a thinking brain, right? For a second, let's let's pretend that's a thing. Uh you'd imagine that's a bad thing, but the trade-off is that more eggs hatch. Mhm. So you're then releasing more back into the population. Um, and then you've got aphids, which are just really weird things, and they can clone themselves or yeah, reproduce aph- sexually. Aph- aphids are weird. Aphids are weird. Yeah, they're just a bit odd. And it's like, oh, they're like that... Was it that plant we were speaking about? It's like, oh, no, it's kind of... S- s- the world's going to shit, and I'm stressed. I'm just going to reproduce sexually and asexually, and boom, like population grows oh. tenfold. What are, they, what are they called? Yeah, they live in water. I can't remember. Oh, damn, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, anyway, aphids, the insect version of the Medusa. Mm. Is it Medusa? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Medusa. Um, weird, which is weird thing. Weird, weird yeah. things, yeah. Um, so that's a very, very quick rundown on some types of insect reproduction methods. And, like, as we spoke about earlier, some insects go through a larva stage which lasts, you know, a year until conditions are right, like the mayfly. And then when it's warm enough or there are other environmental cues, they'll leave the stream. All of them will do it on, like, the same day, which is why you get absolutely massive swarms of mayflies. They live for about five minutes, some of them, a day or two, some of some others. And then you'll come back the next day and they'll just all be dead. But they will have mated and then all the eggs find their way back into the stream and the cycle starts again, essentially. Uh, it was called a hydra. Ah, oh, hydra, not the Medusa. Um, you were correct in that the 
when the hydrozoa go through a body change from a pulp to an adult, the form is called a medusa. So, oh. so close, but no cigar. Damn yeah. it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm happy with being that close. I can't remember the last time we yeah. actually spoke about that. Yeah. So I'm, I'll take that. So when the hydra is well fed, a new bud can form every two days. Damn. That's just mad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stop feeding them. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It's, it's, so, it's so strange. Because they can just like, if it's like really cold, they will just like spew out loads of eggs that will then fall to the bottom of the lake or the pond. And they'll just sit there and wait till the conditions get better. And then they'll hatch and form nymph hydras. And be like, yeah, sweet. And then they just go. And if but it's those good, things can stay there for what, 10 years? Was it something stupid? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Which is the crazy thing, right? What a great adaptation yeah. to have. Oh, yeah. It must be pretty 100%. weird, though. Imagine waking up in your lake after a 10 year, you know, egg cycle. And then you're all just kind of like, oh, I mean, they probably don't have this much consciousness. But if it were humans, it'd be pretty weird just to wake up and you're just starting life again 10 years on uh, as if like humans never existed before. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know. Crazy. Would you? Because it's not, clones don't have memories. We've been over this. We talked about the island, Tom. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah, ridiculous. You're that's right. the one ridiculous right. bit of that movie. There's a lot of other ridiculous bits <laughs> on this that movie, but that's the one. It's like, oh, oh it's a good I'm, movie though. I'm getting memories of my my boat that I I've never seen. Yeah, like, I, I wonder whether that comes as part of cloning the brain, but they they grow them from. No, it's just accelerated growth, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, they should be a blank growth. slate. Yeah, strange. Oh well, it's Hugh McGregor. I mean, he gets a pass on many things. Oh yeah. Also, a strange thing about that, it's like future tech, and there's like a the motorbike that flies, but that's the only thing. <laughs> I do like those kind of films that are very slightly in the future, and they just have like one indicator of that, like a hover bike, and everything else is completely normal. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, we are the future. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, it's like they had, they, they had maglev trains, though, I think. Yeah. What's oh, yeah, they that did. They one? Did. Is it Daybreakers? Where it's like slightly in the future, but not quite, and they're all vampires? Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe. And they have like self-driving cars that if they need to go out in the day, it kind of blocks the sunlight out from their cars. Oh, okay. That's cool. It sounds... You know, the way I'm describing it, it makes the movie sound awful, but it's actually quite a good <laughs> film. Um, and essentially, it's just like how humans... In the future, but they're all vampires transition into like living at night and things like that. It's got Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Sam Neill. Um, it's all right, actually. Yeah. That's gone Rotten Tomatoes, and then you can decide whether you <laughs> okay. want to invest some time in this. Daybreak, uh, Rotten my... Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> 68%. Watching. Oh, maybe not then. Uh, it's called sort of like Lockwood. Okay. It's an interesting premise. Uh, it's a bit like adolescent teenage book esque, um, but like oh, at a certain point, at, yeah, Lockwood and Co. At a certain point, like ghosts just start, you know, messing up people's lives and start killing like millions of people. Yep. And then I've... young kids, like thirteen and up, uh, can like because they're, they're more sensitive to ghosts, they start fighting ghosts, and then you just got kids fighting ghosts. But I, I, one of like the small things that I've noticed is like, I think this it must have taken place when it's it started in like I don't know 
90s, 80s when the ghost started killing people. So some of the technology they've got is like super the technology didn't progress as quickly. And I like oh, that. That's cool. I like that attention to detail and like world building. Like they've still got like old phones, they've still got old TVs, like they're, they're using VHS, they're using tapes still. I have like, had this recommended to me. So maybe I'll put it on my list. <laughs> Grace had a 98% recommendation. I was like, oh, I've got to watch it. <laughs> and then above 95, I've got to watch it. It's 93% um, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's good. Uh, the, 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 my gripe, I, I have this gripe with a lot of series and Netflix things, is like pointless romance that adds nothing to the story. Oh, well, how Why? else are we going to It's just like, it's, it's such a breeder thing to do be like fan this service. needs a love story yeah it's like, like that fan servicey like it's just like why it adds nothing to the tension of what they're doing there's like there's three of them and there's two guys and one girl and it's just like why do you, oh yeah it's my it's my gripe it's my it's my full gripe but that's, no, that's not just fair this. i completely that's get that. everything it's just it's like just oh yeah we, we need to have they... a love interest it's like yeah why does it add more uh, like there's more to lose for certain characters at that point, but I think yeah, it's but not you, fan service in the traditional sense. But I think it is fan service in a sense. You can do that by other more, I say more smarter, but like better writing. <laughs> you don't need to just be like it's just an easy cop out to be like, oh, we'll we'll pump up some of the tension because they slightly like each other, so they're going to be looking at each other and they're going to be more devastated if one of them dies. I'm like, just have that anyway if one of them dies. Like that, that's yeah. already there. Um, by the way, the, the deaths are quite there. There are there are deaths in this. Um, there's another thing called um, ghost locking, where like if you observe something or if you get like possessed, you essentially get put into a coma of like wide eyes glazed over, and this happens to to someone in it. It's, it's, it's horrific. It's horrific. Okay, I'll give it. Yeah. I'll give it a watch. Yeah, it's worth definitely. Watching. Yeah. Um, I started reading the Poppy War. I don't know if you heard of this. It's one of the breakout books of the last few years. Uh, high fantasy style thing. So if you read Harry Potter when you were younger and you're struggling for things to find, recommend. Um, it's essentially, it's like contemporary mythological Chinese. Okay. But it's like a direct parallel to like the First and Second World Wars. So there, you know, there's these two massive events that have happened called the Poppy Wars, obviously referencing the First and Second World War, and events that unfold after that within a place that's obviously meant to be Asia, and okay. uh, just like the kind of stuff that happens, but within like a mythological mm, setting, and it's fucking gruesome, but like not in a way where that's the object. It's just to kind of oh yeah, actually, it help people understand. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not there for like gruesome fan service, yeah, but it's there it's, to really just, make you appreciate what people had to go through. Yeah, um, yeah, really recommend. It's a trilogy, so if you like the first well, book, okay. the others Quest- are there. Question. Yeah. Is it like fantasy, like um, the Rings of Power, or is it I'm gonna dip my toe in fantasy, like uh, Dragon Show that we just finished? What's it called? The dragon show that we just finished. Um, you just want a Game of Thrones spinoff? Yeah, the Game of Thrones spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because what do you that, mean? That, that was my gripe. That was that was my gripe with uh, like I was like, a, 
good show. Both 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 Rings Power and the finally finished the what's it called? House of the Dragon. House of the Dragons, yeah, the Dragon Show. Um both both seven out of ten. They're not amazing. They're not like incredible, but they're pretty good. Um The House of the Dragons, politics shows with dragons, and that's why I was just like, it's seven out of ten. It, well, the thing that bugged me is it was like, ah, oh, fantasy, dragons, that's the, that's the only fantasy thing about it. I'm like, yeah, if you're like, a show... There is like, some magic, right, but like the, it's been lost in the world. I think that's where the story picks up. And that's, if you're after like hardcore fantasy, that's where Game of Thrones kind of misses the mark. Oh yeah, 100%. And that's, that's already bugged me. But yeah. I felt before there was more magic and it dies out towards the end of Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. So at that sure. point, there is more magic in that world. They're just like, no, we're not. This is it's just not focusing on that. <laughs> like yeah. this is just the thick of it, but fantasy style. Like that. That's that's what I got from. Pretty good. Yeah. But like, if you don't like politics and get bored by politics, the families that that's dull. But that's what I like about Rings of Power. It's like it's fantasy. Lean into it. There's magic and stuff. Yeah. And there's magical beings and things. Again, um, this one <laughs> is a lot more, I'd say, Game of Thrones style for the minute. Uh, Maybe other things happen. Um, yeah. But it is a really good, like, just incredibly well written. Um, the other one I was just reading is called... Fuck. I can't remember. Um, it should be on my list of books to read. You know those lists you make and then you never get through them yes yeah those um it's called the lycanus trilogy and it's essentially there were a lot of magic people who got blamed for a war that happened and so most of them you know genocide happened and then you find someone you know 50 years later who turns out to be one of these magic users and essentially they can this is not that spoiler you can read this on the back of the book um (laughs) they can tell the future and it always comes true and there's lots of other magic in the world as well. So then how does that impact other things along the storyline? Does free will then actually take place within a magical world? And it really addresses that problem through three books as well, which is really good. That's what I like. That's what, that's, you know what? That, that's my jam. Good, good, uh, magic, the good, good magic system that, that yeah. ex- explains it well and makes kind of sense. It doesn't have to make full oh, sense because right. it's magic. You need to read... Brandon Sanderson, then the Mistborn oh, no, saga. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah, he stole his ideas from the, the Children of the Whale. I'm not gonna do it. I mean, maybe he did, but it's well explained. There's world building. It's a good time. So I've heard. Also on my it's, list. It's where, it's where <laughs> Harry Potter falls down for me because the magic just isn't explained. It's just like, oh, it's magic. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, if we just ones. call these people muggles and we call these people wizards and witches, then explained. Yeah. And it's it, it, apparently it's in, it's in the blood. All right, okay. Is there like midichlorians like what's what's going on here imagine <laughs> imagine the star wars and harry potter universe are the same yeah it's just midichlorians manifest because yeah. that's the thing right. like, i i felt like asking the people <laughs> at harry potter world to be like okay let me get let me get let me ask you is the magic in harry potter does it come from within and they channel it like you know a sorcerer in D, and they need the spell casting uh focus to then channel the magic or is it in the air and they use you know the ones to then guide the magic and to do stuff or is it both i'd say it has to be a bit of bow well, definitely the first one because otherwise how would be. the wand choose the wizard right 
uh, like magnets. <laughs> magnets? Like, how do they sorted. work? Yeah, it's like it's like how magnets um, work. They just attract to each other. No one knows how magnets work. Yeah. The mystery of the universe. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and that's that. I don't think we can answer it, that and right it, now. Because then it's just like, how do magic fights work? Is it just attrition, or is it reaction? Do people get tired from doing magic for so long? Yeah. Why do they, they do. get tired? What is what is the, like the drain on their body? Is it purely mental or is it physical? And if it's physical, are they like actually have a mana pool? Do they need to train the mana pool? And this is where like yeah, they're going to use two mana me. per turn until it's yeah, the other just like warlocks. Turn. They got two spell slots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah. Need to upgrade their. Uh... And okay, oh, no. I guess I'm really failing now. It's, it's Repelling Harry blast, Potter, whatever it is. She's not. She didn't really. What universe builds in Harry Potter? It's more a story no. about people that can do magic more than like it's a magical world, and these are the people in it. Big difference. Aye. Big difference. Huge. Right. Uh, well, thanks for listening to this episode on insects and our thoughts on various <laughs> magic systems. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Let us know what you think about various magic systems or insects or our honorary insects of the day, which include crustaceans, scorpions, and spiders. Um, cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, if you would like to share this with friends, families, wizards, witches, scientists, um, that would be much appreciated. You can find our socials on TikTok. And Instagram, which is at Info Entropy Pod. Twitter, we are Information Entropy Pod. Um, yeah, so reach out. We don't bite DMs if you, you, you're shy. Absolutely fine. And if you can give us a rating on any app that you DMs. happen to be listening to, that mm. would be absolutely wild. That would be a magical gift. If there's any DMs out there and you want to do like a D&D campaign, just let us know. We'll record it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that live. Yeah. Live, we'll do a live, live recording. We'll argue about rules and uh, balancing life. We'll do that. We can do that. <laughs> That'll be fun for everyone to listen to. Oh, that's right. Like, Anything like else three, to mention? 3,000 three, three party or just a uh, mind flare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's too soon for you, Tom. Is it too soon? <laughs> I'm still not over Bogan, okay? Oh, for our next it. session, you, you're going to be less over Bogan when I come in with that journal article. Oh, oh, I'm gonna cry. Right. Maybe we'll record that, and then you just yeah. put me crying online. There we go. <laughs> just right. like four-year-olds. <laughs> I think we're gonna throw up. <laughs> kind of crying. <laughs> just pure ugly cry. Oh dear. Right. right. Thanks for listening. Sorry <laughs> for the tangents. Um, and we'll come back to you next week with parasites or magic, whatever we decide. Yeah. Peace. Nothing. And remember. Fuck turfs. <laughs> Fuck turfs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>